This is a repost of a prior episode. Welcome to Thinks Out Loud, internet marketing expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Things Out Loud, your source for all the digital marketing expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 322 of The Big Show, and I think we have a really interesting show for you today. It's a little bit different, and I'm going to tell you right up front, it's it's a little more unusual than the the ones we normally do here, you know, because we're so normal anyway. Um, but I'm in a bit of a contemplative mood. I am coming up on 10 years of having my consultancy, 10 years since Tim Peter and Associates started. Uh, I've also been an entrepreneur involved with a startup, software startup, solo segment, you know them. Uh, I've talked about them before for, oh my gosh, almost five years now, a little over four years. And I'm in a place where I'm looking back on what has worked, what hasn't worked, what have I learned, what have I not learned? And I thought it might be interesting to share some of that with you. And some of these are things that I've learned in the last, you know, 10 years. Some of these are things I've learned in the last five years. Some of these are things I've learned in the last, you know, 20 plus years of my career. But they're all things that I think are valuable as you look at not just where we've been. I, I'm not a big fan of, you know, spending time looking back too much other than to understand what could we do differently? What could we do better? What can we learn? I am, as you well know, really fond of looking forward. What are the trends? What are the, what are the places where we're going to help think about, you know, what you need to do next. And so some of these are things you've probably heard before. Some of these are things that you probably know. I just thought they might be interesting to, you know, help you figure out, okay, what do we do going forward? And the, you know, the first big one, and it's probably the, the single biggest one, is that time is your most precious asset. Now, before everybody else, well, duh, and just immediately turns this off. <laughs> you probably know that. But I want you to think about, if you know that, what are you doing because of that? We live in an era of continual and rapid change. And that's not going to slow down, right? You've heard me talk about many times, and it's one of the things I think I've really taken to heart over the time that I've been running my own business is that the Jeff Bezos thing of what doesn't change, right? Don't focus on the things that will change. Focus on the things that won't change. And it seems unlikely that we're going to see the pace of change slow down. It seems unlikely that we're going to see the amount of transition and transformation and disruption slow down. And if we know that things are going to continually accelerate, our ability to be aware of our time and where we put our efforts and where we put our focus just becomes that 
much more important, just becomes that much more critical to doing what we do. Whether you are, you know, a business leader, whether you are the head of marketing, whether you're a marketing manager, whether you're a startup, whether you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter, you know, what your role is. You're going to find yourself in a position to say, I have to adapt to this. And so the first thing that I try to do is I try to slow things down. If you've ever heard, and I apologize for the sports analogy, but if you've ever heard older athletes talk about, you know, how they see the games that they play, you, you often hear this from quarterbacks in football, or you hear this, you know, from, from uh, really great hitters in baseball. And I'm sure you see this in other sports too. But they talk about the fact that the game got slow for them to a certain point. Obviously, <laughs> you know, if you're a pro athlete and you get old, just because you can see it more slowly doesn't mean that you can pull it off. But hopefully none of us have that problem. Um, but it's this idea where you're trying to see the game more slowly. And there's a bunch of tools, you know, that I use that others use to do this. You know, every consultant in the world is fond of frameworks. Uh, I, I always refer to them as circles, squares, and triangles. You know, you want to systemize your thinking wherever you can. I call them circles, squares, and triangles because if you think about any framework you've ever seen, that's how they tend to be presented. They tend to be presented as a circle. They tend to be presented as a square. If you think of the BCG two-by-two two matrix, they, they seem to be presented as triangles. and you're looking at how you apply these in the world around you. How do they help you see the world more slowly so that you can look at what's going on rather than just everything rushing at you all at once? They can provide you clarity. They can provide you insight. What you also have to do is recognize their limits. You know, where you see people who consult or you see business executives or you see business leaders go wrong is they say, oh, I know what this looks like because, you know, I can fit it into the square that I'm comfortable with. I can fit it into the circle I'm comfortable with. By the way, I'm going to link to some of the frameworks that I like in the show notes. But the idea is, you know, you can get, <laughs> pardon the phrase, but two inside the box. So you should always be looking when you're applying the framework for the evidence and the items that break the framework. You know, frameworks work best when you're using them in a scientific way. What's your hypothesis about what the framework is? And then look for data that proves that hypothesis wrong. If you can't find it, then that suggests it doesn't prove but it suggests that the hypothesis might be right and that the framework is going to fit. But the idea isn't go in, take a framework and say, I'm going to, you know, uh, uh, shove this square peg into a round hole or this round peg into a square hole. It's what doesn't fit about this. And that's where the interesting part comes in because that's what starts to tell you, okay, here's how we have to look at this differently but it helps you focus the attention because everything that does fit in the framework fits. Just deal with that. Everything that's around it, everything that's outside it, that's the stuff you have to say, okay, either the framework is incorrect because it mostly doesn't fit or the framework works, but 
there's some things around the edges that maybe we need to look at a little more closely. And it allows you to focus your time more effectively, be able to see the bigger picture more effectively, and slow down the pace of change a little more effectively. You know, I do the same thing. I'll, I'll tell you about a couple of the frameworks I really like. Uh, one is um, the way I think about the strategy. And you've heard me say this a ton of times from, uh, this really came from a book called Being Strategic by Eric Anderson. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. Where you think in terms of what is the hope? What are you trying to get to? Where are you now taking a really clear you know, crystal clear look at the reality of your current situation, because you'll never figure out how to get where you're going if you don't know where you're starting from. You then need to look at what are the walls, what are the things that get in the way between where you are and where you're trying to go? And then what's your plan? If you know what, where you're trying to go, if you know where you are, if you understand what's in the way, What's your plan to move forward? How do you get around or over or through those walls? How do you execute on the strategy you've put together? You know, because execution matters as much as the strategy itself. How are you moving towards the goals you've set for yourself, the hope that you've set for yourself? And I will tell you, one of the places that I think people go wrong on execution, one of the places I've gone wrong when it comes to execution, is that when we think about the hope, sometimes we're not thinking about where we really want to get to clearly, right? If we're acting strategically, if we're thinking strategically, what it really means is that, and this, again, this is from Erica Anderson. I just think this is such a great way to think about it. It's that we're consistently taking the actions, the, we're making the core directional decisions that move us towards some hoped for future. So when you think about your hoped for future, what are you really thinking about? And there's a great model I love. This comes from Warren Buffett, where he talks about the fact that you really need to make a list of your top five objectives. The top five things that are the most important to you. And then you should take, you should make a list of the next 20 things that are important to you. What's important to you that you want to accomplish there? And you should split that list into two, the five top things and the other 20. And then your job, your purpose, your intent needs to be to avoid those other 20 at all costs. Because those 20 will distract you from the things you said are the five most important things to you. So if you're focused on those five top things and you're, or if you're, you're, saying those top five things are the most important to you, and then you're spending time on the other 20, you're really not doing the things that are going to move you towards your hoped for future. So it's a really valuable way to think about where am I trying to get and am I doing the right things? Because if you don't execute, you're not going to achieve your objectives there. And as you look at your top five items, what are you doing each day, each week, each month to move you towards those goals? If not, why not? Those are additional walls. Those are additional obstacles that you need to think about. 
take a look at whether those encompass all the areas of your life. Are you thinking about just your career? Are you thinking about just your finances? Are you also thinking about your family and friends, your health? And these days, I think we've all learned we mean both mental as well as physical health. Are you thinking about how to build the kind of life that you want to have, the kind of life that you want to lead, the kind of places that you want to get to? How frequently do you assess the progress that you're making? And make sure you're yeah, you have some feedback around this, you know, whether it comes from other people or whether it, you're doing it yourself, you know, from the self-reflection point of view. But think about it monthly, think about it quarterly, think about it annually and give yourself feedback, get feedback from others. Don't think about it in terms of passing or failing. You know, I'm a big believer in school. I'm a big believer in education. I teach at Rutgers Business Schools, exec ed programs and things like that. And I'm a huge believer in education. One of the big harms of education though, is it has taught us throughout our lives to think in terms of passing and failing. This is life. This is business. You're not passing or failing. You're either making progress towards where you're trying to get to, or, you know, you're suffering from some setbacks at the moment. But they're temporary. There's no, you know, end of term and you get held back. There's no end of the marking period. And you got to take the class again. It's you took the class, you learned some stuff. How do you apply the learning? Think in terms of what do I need to improve? How can you improve? How can you do better? You didn't fail. You learned something. And now how do you apply those learnings? You know, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was, and I've told this story a couple of times before, but, you know, I was involved in a big project uh, at my work that went horribly wrong, really, really bad uh, um, years ago. This is, gosh, 15 years ago. And uh, afterwards, I was having a conversation with my boss and he brought it up and I said, can you do me a favor? Can we never talk about that again? And he said, here's the thing. You paid the tuition. You may as well apply the learning. And I thought that was a really smart way of looking at it and something I try to apply. So you're not thinking in terms of passing or failing. You're not term terms of thinking, I got an A, I got a B, I got a C, I got a D. You're thinking in terms of, great, what have I learned? And what do I do to improve based on those learnings? And that's just as true for where you're making progress as where you're not making progress, right? How can you improve on the things? How can you double down on the things that have been successful for you, that have been useful for you? Because that's how you're going to get to a better place all the way around. The last thing that I want to talk about and this is something that was hard for me to learn personally, has been very hard for me to learn throughout my career. And it's a weird admission, you know, but we fall into something that can be called success patterns. So same, same boss, by the way, same mentor always talked about this idea of, you know, our, it's, you've heard this before in other ways, our greatest strengths can be our greatest weaknesses. You know, but we get into a pattern. We succeeded because of X, and thus we assume that X will always serve us in every scenario, just like the frameworks I talked about before, right? So, you know, a big part of my success throughout my career was 
learning how to do stuff quickly and translating it for others. There's probably a reason I got into consulting and teaching and things like that as a living. But, of course, the thing that you always have to remember, and I'm saying this for me as much as you, (laughs) is a lot of your success depends as much on the people you surround yourself with. And you know this. I mean, I'm not telling anything you don't know. But it's not about me. It's about the team that supports me. It's about the people that sustain me in my life. And I include in that not just the folks on my team and not just the folks that I work with, but the many, many, many mentors who have been so valuable to my learning and to my growth over the last four years, over the last 10 years, over the last 25 years. It includes my clients. I am blessed to have the best clients in the world. And I get to work with some of the coolest people you could possibly imagine. I learn from all of these folks every day. I get better at what I do because of these folks every single day. You know, you want to make better use of your time? Figure out how to get other people to teach you constantly because you're going to be better for it. You're going to be richer for it. You're going to be more fulfilled for it. And you're going to find that everything else kind of doesn't matter as much as the people we surround ourselves with. I just want to say that I am the luckiest person in the world to have these people in my life. And I learn from them every single day, not just about business, not just about work, not just about, you know, news or things like that, but about life and about myself. They help me grow. They help me be a better person. And for that, I am so very, very grateful. I'm also very grateful for you. You know, I talk about this a lot, but I do this show, at least in part, for me as well as you. I enjoy it. It gives me a chance to, as the title goes, think out loud. It gives me a chance to think about what's important and what I need to focus on so that I'm focused on, you know, the top five things I'm trying to accomplish. The fact that you tune in, the fact that you're here, the fact that you listen, the fact that you comment, the fact that you share, the fact that you email me and tweet and all of the other things that you do is so wonderful to me. I would not do this show without you. I really am so appreciative for the fact that you have supported everything that I do for so long. And I just wanted to say thanks for that. With that, we are out of time. I really want to say thanks again for all that you do. I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. I'm going to skip with our regular credits this time. I just want to give you the quick reminder. You can find the show at timpeter.com slash podcast. You can find us at Spotify. You can find us on, you know, Stitcher Radio or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or wherever you want to find the show. But if you'd go ahead and click on the subscribe button or click on the share button or click on the comment button and give us some feedback, I'd really appreciate it. If I can help you in any way, feel free to shoot me an email at podcast at timpeter.com. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn using uh, the the URLs facebook.com slash timpeterassociates or linkedin.com slash timpeterassociates. And with that, I hope you take care of yourself.
I hope you stay well. I hope you stay healthy. I'm looking forward to continuing the dialogue for the next X number of years, 5, 10, 15, who can say? But I really do appreciate the fact that you're here. I'll look forward to speaking with you here on Things Out Loud next week. And until then, please be well, be safe, and as ever, take care, everybody. Thank you.